welcome to the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. My name is Natalie Nidham. I'm a nutritionist, a human potential, and epigenetic coach, and I created this podcast to bring you the latest ways to take control of your health and longevity. We cover it all, from new technology to ancestral health practices, personalized interventions, and a very special interest of mine, peptides. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today's guest is a repeat guest on this podcast. It's Jean-Francois Tremblay from CanLab Sciences. And so we've got one of our big rambling conversations going on here, but we kept it to a reasonable amount of time. And things that we are going to cover in this episode are the new hybrid peptide, thymosin alpha-1 LL37. We talk a little bit about semaglutide. We have a conversation about thymosin alpha-1 RGDR, which you will only find at CanLab. And Jean-Francois explains why it's a great peptide to include every once in a while in your regime. We talk about thymosin beta-4 and its fragments and how they interact and how to use them together and apart. And then we finish off with a conversation on dosages of synthetic bioregulators. I think this is going to be an ongoing topic of conversation. I just think we need to keep talking about it and reinforcing to people where the information came from and why this may be so, why we just don't need to use as much as we've been led to believe. So if you get value from this episode, you know what to do. Please make sure that you share it out with your friends, your family, and your networks and also that you leave us a five-star review if, of course, you enjoy the episode and you believe it is worthy. Uh, I would never ask you to do otherwise. Please make sure also that you remember, and I don't think we really talk about dosages, but again, we don't, we're not endorsing the use of peptides here. We're going on with a conversation that I think is incredibly important because there's so much information that needs to be shared about these very powerful compounds. For people who do buy peptides, or if you're a practitioner, or for people who decide, who have gotten guidance and know what they want to do, you can go to canlabsciences.com and use discount code OSP, O like optimizing, S like superhuman, P like performance, OSP15, and save 15% off of your purchase. Thank you so much for being here. I completely appreciate you guys. And the last thing I wanted to let you know is if you're listening to this podcast and you're a visual person, don't forget that we also have a YouTube channel. So you could be watching all of these interviews if you're a person who prefers to see people who are talking to you instead of just listening to them. So thanks again for being here and enjoy the episode. Hey folks, just a little bit of housekeeping before we launch into the episode. Please remember that all of the information provided in these podcasts is for information purposes only. We are never offering treatments, cures, whatever, for any kind of disease or medical condition. Anything you hear about here is going to be intriguing. There's some research around it, but make sure that you check with your medical provider before you go off and do any of this stuff for yourself. All right. Enjoy the episode. And also, if you're looking to connect with me for any reason, with your comments, questions, whatever it may be, you can reach me through my website, which is natnidham.com, or you can find me on Facebook in the Optimizing Superhuman Performance Group, or on MeWe in the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Group. And of course, you can also follow me on Instagram, which is at Natalie Nidham. Natalie is with an H between the T and the 
A, the second A. So thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you guys. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, just a quick interruption to thank our sponsor this episode, Bioptimizers. Did you know that over 80% of the population is deficient in magnesium and that it's the number one mineral to fight stress, fatigue, and sleep issues? Well, I have a story for you. Because lately, my schedule has been packed, and I was finding that my deep sleep, that restorative phase, was starting to really suffer. Plus, my gut seemed to be slowing down to a crawl, which can also be a sign of stress. So I decided to run the Magnesium Breakthrough Loading Program. I bought six bottles and started loading up my body. Within just a few days, my deep sleep scores were on the rise, and my gut was back to normal. And it's no big surprise. Magnesium is the single most studied mineral. It powers over 600 critical reactions in our bodies. And don't be believing people who say that any old magnesium will do. Most magnesium supplements fail because they're synthetic and not full spectrum. Magnesium Breakthrough combines all seven critical forms of magnesium so that pretty much every function in your body gets upgraded. This is by far the most complete formula ever created. And until or unless somebody comes up with a better one, this is the one I recommend. And today, as a listener of this show, you can get 10% off with a special coupon code when you visit magbreakthrough.com forward slash bionat and enter code bionat. That's magbreakthrough.com forward slash bionat and enter code bionat. And now let's get back to the show. And here we are again. Welcome to the podcast, Jean-François Tremblay. It is such a pleasure to have you here today. Likewise, it's always a pleasure for me. (laughs) And me. And this one, of course, this episode, technically we've already recorded, except for the part that I forgot to hit the record button. (laughs) So we left a lot of people hanging on a couple of these topics. So I'm really excited to dig deep into it with you. And so today we are going to talk about a few different topics that we more than we started with. But the first thing we're going to talk about is the not now it's not as new as it was the first time we recorded, but the hybrid peptide LL37 and thymosin alpha one. So this is a peptide that's relatively new on the market. As you to your point, there's not a ton of research on it just yet. But essentially, it's researchers have taken together, taken these two peptides and created a, a new hybrid out of the two of them. And just like the quick overview is part of the equation was reducing the cytotoxic effects of the LL37 by bringing in the thymosin alpha one that is more cytoprotective. And so the result, the one thing we know is that it seems to be, have really great anti-inflammatory benefits, I think specifically for the gut, but we don't know much more than that. So over to you. It probably did retain some of the uh, activities of both peptides, but to what degree, uh, no studies were done yet. Uh, the only thing that was study is, and that was the aim of making it, w- w- was to look at the inflama- anti-inflammatory in the guts, and it works amazingly well for that matter. Uh, there is no no studies on that, but by now hundreds of people have used it and report back, not all of them, but many, and yeah, it works amazingly good for that. Yeah. So actually, before we go too much further, why don't you, if you don't mind, can you talk a little bit about LL37 on its own and then thymosin alpha-1 on its own? Because maybe there's people new to the podcast who aren't as familiar with these peptides. I mean, thymosin alpha-1, if you're into peptides, it's a little bit hard to have not heard about it by now. Yeah. LL37 is more of a... Okay. LL37 
uh, we talked about that one a bit. Yeah. It's actually, you're naturally high on it if you have high level of vitamin D. Yeah, so it's a downstream metabolite. There is no problem in the metabolic pathway uh, down to breakdown of uh, protein that produce L37. Uh, it, it's always been known mostly for its uh, antiviral, antimicrobial activity. Mm -hmm. And it's being used for that. But the problem is, well, and they knew it was anti-inflammatory, but couldn't be used in high dosages for that in the guts mm -hmm. because it is cytotoxic. Yeah. So on one side. On the other side, thymosin alpha-1, who is mostly known for his, its immune system uh, activity, but that's not the only one. It's actually really good at the nerve regeneration, certain pathways that uh, thymosin alpha-1 is very efficient at, but it's mostly known for its immune system uh, regulation. Modulation. And it's also anti-inflammatory, right? Uh, to a point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, it turns out that time is in beta 4 and time is in alpha 1 have similar activities, yeah. but to much different degrees. Like right. time is yeah. in beta 4 is immune system modulatory, but maybe a hundred times less than time is in alpha 1. You know, they come from the same protein and... Mm -hmm. So, but anyway, so, and one of the effects of thymosin alpha one is the uh, cytoprotection. Right. So again, it's not Can Lab who did the studies or came up, you know, some people imply that. No, we just looked at studies and say, oh, looks good. We're going to make it. Mm -hmm. uh, so some researcher, they thought that, they say, hey, <laughs> let's find that out where they get those ideas from. But uh, maybe they're into heavy microdosing. I don't know. So, <laughs> uh, so they they tried it. They tried different segments. You know, when you do that kind of study, it's a lot of trials and error on yeah. different. Uh, okay, let's take that fraction. Let's hook it up, and they ended up. That's the best one they found, and on paper, really effective. They did on mice, working good. The only thing that surprised me is at the beginning, when I did the conversion from mice to human dosage, following that, it would have been a 10 to 20 milligrams per dose. So I say, well, yeah, you know, it's going to be expensive. We made it anyway, because they are a market, a medical market for that. Mm -hmm. uh, but trying it out, some people trying it out, turns out that no, like half a milligram, bang, it worked amazingly good, you know? And we found that the effect lasts for maybe eight, nine hours. Mm -hmm. So it's for all around effects, it's basically twice a day dosage, half a milligrams and bang, it's, it's, it's working. So it's a, it's a good, really good peptide. Yeah, although I think that for people, if they decide to to go on solo with this, which we're not recommending you do, if you're not working with, with a doctor, and especially if you have a lot of issues in the gut or with your immune system, again, like anything else, you want to test this out at a very small dose before Always. you jump in. Because 
you don't know. And there's a lot, we, like there's a lot that isn't known here, guys. So Not so much for its effects, but if you, because we know by now, there is always a small percentage of the population that may have bad reaction to a peptide, either because of the structure of it or they're immunodepressed, could be anything. But, yeah. you know, that when you start a, a new peptide or a peptide therapy in general, always start very small and to see if you basically don't react, you know, you yeah. just get the effect and then you can build up. Yeah. So I have a question for you, actually, that I just thought of. So the other peptide that we know can be quite effective for, um, for gut inflammation is KPV, uh, which yeah. a lot of people will use. Do we have a sense of how they might be a little bit different? Or I wonder if in the end, as they do more research, if we'll find out that there is some of that LL37 antimicrobial effect that gets preserved sometimes it uh, uh, you know how funny it is how sometimes it overlaps i, I diverge a bit but you're really like that if you look at the uh, russian bioregulator uh timogen yeah two amino acids well it turns out that and you look at the molecule of thymazine alpha one in thymazine alpha one you'll find twice that same sequence. The peptide sequence. So basically, yeah, time is in alpha one as an immune thing, but when it breaks down, it will break down to at one point, maybe not all of it, but mm -hmm. part of it into timogen. Mm -hmm. Then get that thing. So uh, at this point, it's it's funny. Uh, th there is a few things I I'm not sure about. And that started when I looked into, we'll talk a bit later about that, the, the fraction of thymazine alpha ones. So for years and years, we use thymazine alpha one. Then suddenly some research pops out and no, you can break it down. Wait, wait, you're talking about thymazine beta four. Sorry, yeah, yeah beta four. And each uh, or specific fractions have specific effect. And wh why I'm talking about that, I I'm coming to the BPC-157 taken orally. And there is a, a lot of people who are looking at, okay, uh, you take it in a gastro-protected capsule, so it enters the intestine without degradation and this and that. But here, the thing is, nobody looked into that. But what if the actual effect of BPC-157 is not from the full molecule, but from a fraction of it mm. and that that degradation is necessary for it to work right 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 you understand that that's just an idea who knows the thing is it's not things are not so clear as we may think isn't it also possible that with thymosin alpha one having those two thymogens embedded in the sequence that it doesn't even need to be degraded it's just that the thymogen that it's going to bind to the receptor for thymogen yeah, yes, no, no, because we know that those receptors are the actual DNA. And I don't think that the I don't think the full TA1 molecule it won't get that far in, into of course. The, the cell. Yeah, no, that makes sense actually. It would have to get broken down for it to even make it through. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, that was um that makes sense. Okay, just a parenthesis, close it back to the the the, the hybrid. So basically that's it. And that's the future is that for two reasons. One, because it, it is there. And two, 
<laughs> because then pharmaceutical companies will be able to patent those hybrids because mm-hmm. they're not naturally made. It is a good thing, actually, because then they will be in the mainstream medicine. Yeah. As they should. Yeah. Now, the only reason they're not, it's because we cannot patent them, so we suppress them. Yeah. But the other thing is, uh, of course, they're going to sell them expensive, but, you know, insurance and things and that, it all fits it the whole system where it will be available to, to the people. So that, that, that it gives peptides actually looking at it this way, a bright future. I agree. Well, look at the GLP one agonist, right? Like that whole category of peptides just got blown out. I think I said it in our first video. I said it in a few video. Yeah. Bunch of questions. Is there a peptide to lose weight? And my answer was always, I wish. (laughs) And I said, the day there is one, you'll know because I'm going to be thinner. Yeah, you're thinner. thinner. (laughs) This is this is it. It is working big time. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I've used it myself, and it's been, it's um, like it's a it's a drug, guys. Like you, the brand name is Ozempic, and if you're fortunate enough to have a doctor who will prescribe it to you under insurance. Well, just shortly, I, I wanted to mention it. Because, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but I think to me, what I, what is most exciting about the GLP-1 agonist, not only is it, first of all, a complete game changer, or as Dan Stickler, it's a paradigm shift in weight loss. Yeah. But on top of that, it's the metabolic benefits and the protective effects for certain organs, like the heart, the brain, the lungs, the kidneys. I, I, I know some people who take it, they don't need to lose weight. They take a small dosage. Yeah. For example, who just for the blood glucose control, and so they don't get those cravings. And as you said, for the organs, for the brain, uh, they say it's good for the brain. Like, you know, Alzheimer was called, not so often recently, but Alzheimer type three. Type you know, three diabetes. A, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because of a, a glucose malfunction uh, absorption in the brain. So it fixes that. So now it's the kind of product actually that if you use it to lose weight, you should really consider continue after a much smaller dosage. First, to keep the weight down, plus for all those other benefits. Yeah, Yeah, no, I mean, I used it. I didn't have a lot of weight to lose, but it got me to my target. And now I'm on a very small kind of maintenance dose just to, you know, and I may eventually titrate off completely just to see what happens. But it's because I wonder, and I mean, again, we're not going to talk about this for too long, but I wonder if once you've normalized insulin production by the pancreas in response to glucose, once you're improved the uptake of glucose by the muscle cells, once you've, once you've kind of reestablished these norms and you regain your metabolic health and flexibility, I wonder if you could stop the peptide eventually and you would maintain those things as long as you keep up the right nutrition, the exercise, yeah, like I the lifestyle. So. Or right? at least for a long time. Yeah. And one thing it does, I've read that somewhere, or maybe in a dream. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's an old thing that we knew since the 80s. The uh, brain, you know, the primal 
part, there is a set point for your body weight. Yeah. And, and again, if people remember back in the 80s, 90s, I was working mostly with bodybuilders. Yeah. And you see that today. There is a set point. So let's say you weigh 150 and you train, you blah, 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 you up to 170. Then that's, if you keep that 170 for a few months, then your body take that 170 as your new body weight. Mm-hmm. So after that, even if you stop training, you won't go down. Your body will compensate by increasing fat percentage mm. and you will gravitate around 170. And that's why, for example, I was talking to, uh, well, a few times with bodybuilder. He went, didn't win, but class, classified a few times at the Olympia guy from Toronto. He has now he's in 40s. He yeah. wants to be healthy he cannot bring his weight down because that set point is there. And back then there was a a medication you could take actually that would, let's say you would by dieting hard, bring your weight down. And then when it, when sit down, you would take that medication, but it would take like two years to reset reset it to a lower level. And it was a prolactin inhibitor that they found at that effect on, on the brain. But I think the Zempic has that effect on the brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll learn more as we go, but definitely there's some great research around it. And uh, if you can, can, if you can talk your doc into writing your prescription for it, it's definitely worth a try. All right, let's, let's move on. So the next peptide we were going to talk about, which is on the agenda was thymosin alpha one RGDR, which is a new version of thymosin alpha one that has very, very precise activity or affinity for tumor cells. And so again, like guys, I'm going to keep repeating this. This is not a DIY peptide. This is not a, oh, I just got a diagnosis. I'm going to go get this peptide. This is something you find the research, you bring it to your medical doctor and you sit with them and you talk about, could this be something that is appropriate for you? But this is not you know, again, like I think it's what you. But it is mainstream. I in Canada, I was surprised. I I I, uh, I went to a couple of uh, medical uh, visits, like with my generalist and then another doctor. And you know, they ask you always what medication do you take. So I put semaglutide, and both they say, "Oh, that's a Zempic." I say, "Yeah." I say, okay. Yeah, I you take went that back to those weight. We moved on. Ah, oh, sorry, sorry, but uh, no, yeah, yeah, but fast. Oh, I thought that's the one. Yeah. I know, but it's very mainstream. It's no problem. Doctor, they love to prescribe it now. Yeah, yeah. And, no, and, sure. and the bodybuilder, that's Ben Pakulski I was talking Ben Pakulski. Okay, good. Great. Okay, All sorry, right. sorry. I got distracted. No, you, were, you were lost in thought there. You were going, wait, yeah. there's something else I wanted to say. No, listen, I have a friend who was just prescribed it by her endocrinologist because she has a heart condition and they, they realized that this would be very beneficial for her. But again, it's her endocrinologist with her cardiologist who got together and said, this is a good plan. So moving on, thymosin alpha one, RGDR. And it's interesting because there's somebody in our, the Facebook group today who posted, oh, I normally order my, my TA. Yeah, by mistake, they ordered that one. Well, no big but deal. not from you. Is it from you or is it from someone? Oh, yeah, I'm the only one. We're the only one selling it. So Okay. And they actually wrote in private, but probably, and you know, I answered them. But uh, no big deal. Because this one is different. It's not a modification of TA1. It's a small addition to the sequence. 
Okay. That doesn't affect the the effect. So it what it does is it keeps all the activity of TA1. Mm -hmm. But because of that modification, you know, we talked before the 3D thing, so it modifies a bit. So it makes it uh, more affinity for the receptor that are involved in uh, cancer cells. Yeah. So it increases the anti-cancer activity of thymazine alpha-1 by a few folds. Like, really, it makes a difference. I don't remember. I tenfold something. And, uh, but like in the case of that person, if he was using it for something else, it will work the same. So nothing to worry about. And if you okay. have cancer cells around, well, it's going to take care of it. Okay. So that's what it, that, and I, we know that this is the question that's going to come from the group. Someone in the group is going to say, okay, I read that, you know, at some moment or another, we all have cancer cells that happen in the body. Generally speaking, the, the good news is that your immune system can deal with them, right? Your immune in general, system yeah. But that somebody's going to say, so would it make sense for me to use this? Okay, that's like for uh, those uh, other cells we want to get rid of. The senolytic cells, the senescent okay. cells. Okay, see, that's... Senescent cells, not, not senolytic cells. Not very few people talk or even know about that. But senolytic cells have a role in the body. Yeah. When you grow older, first before 50, you don't want to kill them, actually. I'll tell you why. But when you grow older, then they go awire. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, that's part like the, the, the signal of aging. That's one of the signal. A hey, go and destroy. So you want to get rid of the uh, excess. Yeah. But because it turns out that it's senescent cells by being what they are, they send a signal to the body to make new sane cells. Mm -hmm. So if you kill too many, then you kill that signaling. And yeah, you want to have senescent cells, but you won't be making new sane cells either. Yeah. So it's really a balance. And people who do senolytic and all that, that's a tricky part. It's better to go on the lower side of dosages and everything for that one reason we cannot measure yet levels of senolytic cells in your body so you don't know if it's too high or not yeah. or yeah. if you use a senolytic have you killed enough or too many mm -hmm. we can't measure it so it that's what that whole senolytic therapies is great as a concept, it can be applied, but very, very, very respectfully, could yeah. I say, or uh, because of that, you don't want to kill them all. And and I, I think if we have a few cancerous cells going around, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Why? Because they actually train your immune, immune system. system. Yeah, like like a vaccine does, uh, you know. Not, well, not but you know by it's being not in the there, same way. But it it, no. it gives the immune system the opportunity to deal with the cancer cells, so it keeps it, the immune yeah. system learns how to deal with them. Yeah. So when it becomes uh, more serious, they know, it knows what to do. So next on the agenda, I'm just going to keep us on the agenda so we don't end up doing okay, okay, okay. very long podcast. Third to last topic is thymosin beta four, which 
I think, you know, you've always said, if I think for you, if you were stuck with only one peptide, you would pick thymosin beta-4. For me, it would be BPC-157 because I can't use thymosin beta-4. <laughs> so, well, it's, it's a very close second. And it's a close race between those two. But thymosin beta-4, what, you, what your lab did is recognizing that there's four different binding sites that have very specific, four fragments, if you will, that make up this big thymosin beta-4 peptide. Each fragment really has very specific impact. Which we can find uh, uh, in your group. So I, I wouldn't go into details. What I would like to say, and that's going to be very fast, is that when you use them, uh, maybe explain what it is. Yeah. Thymosin beta-4 is like a, a, a key ring with many keys. Right. So one key uh, is anti-inflammatory. One key is uh, healing. One key is good for the heart in terms of bringing back its native state. Right. Uh, makes the heart remember its na native state. So you have all those keys. And then the fourth one, sorry, is antifibrotic, right? Is that no, the that's one? the same as that's the anti-inflammatory anti and antifibrotic. But it turns out that, yeah, it's a, it's a key, key chain with many keys, but now we found the individual keys, so we make them separately. So if you exclusively want the anti-inflammatory effect, then you use that one key. If you want the tissue healing, then you use exclusively another key that it gives you tools okay two reasons why it's uh, it's nice because and by the way i found that the anti-inflammatory part uh, that's a fragment one to four it basically dwarfs all other anti-inflammatory peptide it's ridiculous yeah but the reason is because it's so much smaller it's only four amino acids instead of 43, then per milligrams, you have 10 times more molecules. So you get, for its anti-inflammatory effect specifically, you get 10 times the punch of thymosin beta-4 if you use the same milligram dosage as TB4. You, you understand? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and for the healing one, that's the fragment 1723, it's an eight to one ratio. So for specifically for healing, then you get eight times the punch. You use one milligrams of the fragment, it's like using eight milligrams of thymosin beta-4 for that specific effect. Folks, just a quick minute to thank our sponsor this episode, DrinkHRW, who make rejuvenation molecular hydrogen tablets. They deliver 10 parts per million of hydrogen in 500 milliliters of water directly to your cells. This is the highest concentration of hydrogen of any other brand. I personally choose this product for a number of reasons, but the first is that this company actually invests in research. To date, they've invested in 13 human clinical trials with more to come. So why is hydrogen important in the first place? Well, the list of benefits of molecular hydrogen includes enhanced alertness, reduction in liver fat, improved aerobic fitness, improved muscle recovery, and there was also a study on metabolic health in humans that showed that drink HRW tablets improved 18 of 20 metabolic markers. 
I use molecular hydrogen first thing in the morning, and I will often use it mid-afternoon if I need a bit of a pick-me-up. So if you'd like to try molecular hydrogen rejuvenation tablets for yourself, just go to drinkhrw.com forward slash superhuman and use discount code longevity to save 15% off your purchase. And now let's get back to the episode. Mia, I like to balance things. So I don't think you should go exclusively using one of the keyness like, uh, okay, let's say I have a back pain. I'll take one or two milligrams of uh, uh, the, the inflammatory one and bang, inf- you know, pain, inflammation is gone. So that's very on the spot, not as a therapy. So me, I like to see it as peptides you can use to spike an effect. So you use as a base, the time is in beta four. Mm-hmm. And let's say you're at the beginning, it's an injury. So at the beginning, inflammation is really high. So you can, for maybe three days, spike the anti-inflammatory effect. So when the inflammation is down after a few days, then you could spike the tissue healing effect. And and you play with that. But I, I would always keep the time as in beta 4 as a base, mm-hmm. then spike some effects as needed, so to say. Right. The only caveat to that, that you need to know, is that those fragments, because they're much smaller, they, again, they fit better in their receptors. So they will displace thymosin beta-4. So if you use the anti-inflammatory, at the same time you use thymosin beta-4, so you'll get all the effects of thymosin beta-4 minus the anti-inflammation because the fragment will have displaced in those receptors, the TB4. Mm-hmm. So the way around it, it's easy. After 12 hours, there is no time as in beta 4 left. It's all degraded. So let's say if you're to use two, like a fragment and TB, you take TB4 in the morning and then the fragment you want 12, 14 hour, uh, 12 hours at yeah. night. Yeah. So, you know, you have that 12 hours gap in between and then you get the most out of everything Mm -hmm. so basically this is it and by the way that fragment uh kevin sen last year came out with uh, a kind of a review articles on on bioregulator came up with a few new ones very interesting most of them related to stem cells frag one four of time as in beta four is on his list oh you're kidding as a bioregulator He, he believes uh, it is a bioregulator, a small enough to integrate itself in the DNA. In the DNA. And, it, and, you know, they do computer thing to see if it fits somewhere. So probably, yeah, he found that somehow it fits into the DNA. I, I have to go through the research backing up that thing. I didn't look into it yet. But uh, it was just makes sense just by the size. Yeah. Well, so that's interesting, right? Because based on what you said about the thymus and alpha one earlier that has the, the thymogen fragments embedded into the thymus and alpha one. So it's similar here within the TB4. But we break it down. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there, there you go. And that would make sense to the fact that there is that researcher that did many research on the heart tissue mm-hmm. and thymosin beta-4. And last year too, he, he came up with kind of a review of his work and what was done on thymosin beta-4. 
but the title of the article is time, uh, something about thymosin beta-4, a peptide that makes the heart the heart cells remember its native state. Yeah, you sent you know, me that study. I'll put it in the show I, I notes. sent it to you. Yeah. And, and basically, that's what bioregulator does. Yeah. But it turns out that it's probably those smaller fraction because you have the 4043, which is four amino acids. So would fit in the, mm -hmm. uh, to enter the DNA uh, sequence. Uh, yeah, those two. Uh, but that other one, that second one, 4043, has an effect on the heart. So it turns out that Russian guy, again, I've been saying it for years, he really put his finger with something. Yeah, no, he's he's he definitely figured it out. In terms of very general dosage guidelines, would it be a pro? You know, and we're I'm we're not giving dosages for any particular condition here. But you know, the TB4 is the one that you can use at you know, let's say I mean you can use it daily at one milligram a day or two, or you can use it in bigger dosages every other day. First, you know, I'm a proponent of high dosages. But but again, I want to repeat, it's not out of my hat or uh, no, you read the research. And if you go beyond the abstract <laughs> and read the article and then look at the dosages that was given, convert it to human dosages. And I even wrote a little thing somewhere in the group. You'll find out that 20, 30, 40, 50 milligrams a day of time is in beta four was needed for what happened to happen. Uh, but that's for therapeutic benefits. Of course, of yeah. course. Yeah. And yeah, like very serious cases. Yeah. And or you look at ALS or uh, things yeah. like that. So we're talking about a whole other category. You need much yeah. higher dosages. But again, I wrote about that uh, in your group so people can find it. But it's not out of my hat. I came up with those dosages it's all there just look it up and actually that article i wrote i put the article some articles and the conversion i did all the calculation and i said okay that's how much they gave to the mice converted to human that's what you get come on that's not one milligrams that 20 milligrams that mm -hmm. 30 milligrams so that's so, on the tv4 but on the fragments you were saying that that, that's another thing. It can make a therapy much more affordable because now you're talking roughly for the two main ones, a tenfold difference. So if you know that it's that fragment that has the healing effect on that, what you want, then when they were using 50 milligrams of uh, time as in beta four, now roughly you'll need five milligrams. You bring down and, and the fragments are a bit cheaper. Mm -hmm. Again, people, they say, yeah, it's much smaller. Okay, it's, yeah, it's less, but a lot more of. So, yeah, you know, yeah. the, weight, the weight is the same. Got it. So that's why it's, more, it's about the same price. But they are a bit cheaper because, yes, it's a bit less work in the actual synthesis. So, you know, it makes it that much more affordable. And then, and I've been doing it now for the last year or so uh, in those specific therapies with ALS, with MS, with uh, 
uh, Parkinson, then I go with the fractions. And now it's not like, like thousands of dollars a week, it's hundreds. Yeah, makes a difference. Still, you know, a huge difference. For sure. Okay. Uh, well, you know, seeing as we're on the topic of dosing, <laughs> um, I do want so to revisit. That's purely educational. Right? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, look, we're not giving anybody dosages here. We're, we're just saying. But on the bioregulator front, we still, no, it's the second to last. We have one more after that. Okay, well, I did, uh, in the previous podcast, I did my personal mea culpa. Episode 54 of this podcast. If you go back to that episode, that's the first time we talk about when Jean-Francois started actually doing that thing that very few of us do, and that's going back to the original research. Because what happens in these, what happens so often is one or two or three people, they interpret studies, they come out with, this is what they did in the study, this is how they got the results, and then everybody just follows suit. There's very few people that will take the time, frankly, to go back to that original piece of work to check. and. It just so happens that Jean-Francois must have had some extra time on his hands one day <laughs> and decided... Yeah, no, no, nothing good on Netflix that week. Yeah, exactly. There was just nothing <laughs> going on. And so he went back to the original documents or the original studies that Kevinson had published talking about the synthetic bioregulators. And Jean-Francois had a great big aha uh-huh, going well not, not me actually and i gave <laughs> you or was it to, uh, some guy or was it uh, not you i thought it was you no 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 no. and i gave a credit back then uh to some it's a german guy uh, okay, i don't know his real 54. name but yeah anyway uh people who are on reddit and all that they, they'll know what i'm talking about well he's right and i looked and i say fuck yeah he's right uh so basically, that's what happened. Many years ago, uh, when they started to study bioregulators, they only had the abstracts, uh, you know, like uh, of the glands or tissues. And they normalized those to 10 milligrams. That you can still buy them. Timalin? Yeah. It's not a peptide. It's an abstract of the thymus. Oh, an extract. An extract, yeah. sorry, of the thymus. Now, there was... A next uh, extract of the pineal gland that is called epitalon. Mm-hmm. Once they found it works and they did studies on them, they go, okay, let's give 10 milligrams a day of the extract for 10 days. And bang, we got those results. And meanwhile, somebody somewhere in Russia, they say, okay, let's find out. Let's uh, find out what which one is the active peptide in the extract and they found out it is epitalamin correct yeah in timalin for the uh, thymus the, the the active peptide is timulin mm-hmm. uh, timogen sorry timogen. timogen yeah so now but people they read and i i felt into that i thought epitalon epitalamin was the same thing it is not so you're talking in terms of efficacy, a one to hundred difference. So when, and, and there are studies showing it, and even it's clearly written down. If you were to use a pitalon, the extract, you would use 10 milligrams a day. If you were to use the peptide 
synthetic, like the one we make, we still call it Epitalon because otherwise people will be like... So confused. Uh, amazingly yeah. confused. If you use the, the synthetic pure peptide, you need 0.1 milligram a day yeah. to get that same effect that they got from those studies. So now, and, and we made the 20 milligram vials before I realized that, just because people, they, okay, okay. It was, I don't know, uh, popular demand, we made 20 milligram. It wasn't driven by that fact yet. But it turns out that, yeah, it makes it much more practical. And you got actually to 0.1 is what you need. But even for me, it's hard to jump into. <laughs> so practically, and at the price it is now, uh, I like to be kind of conservative with it. And you cannot take too much. And you actually get some more benefits. It's a little therapeutic at the same time. So I like to suggest now one milligram a day yeah. for 10 days. Uh, so, or you can do one milligram a day for 20 days if, if you want to use up the whole vial. Mm -hmm. But uh, based on, uh, well, those podcasts with uh, that uh, uh, you did, those two ones on the bioregulators, yeah. Yeah. where there is a protocol where you take the first month, you take for 20 days, then every month for 10 days. I love that protocol. So you can do that easily. You know, you, you do 20 days of a vial. Then every month, like the fur from the first to the tenth, you do one milligram a day. That vial will last you two months. Yeah. And and it's very, you know, for me to to admit that it's very counter business, so to say, because no I'm selling yeah. like like ten times less. But yeah. it's okay. You know, it's good for people and uh, uh, and not all those bioregulators. It makes the therapies very affordable. Not only to use the the, the to the immune and the pitalon, but you can throw in four, six more to have something really more complete, and then have a great uh, year-round therapy with all of them if you want, and it's going to be cheaper than uh, it was ever. Yeah, and you know, again, like let's go back to this. It's a little bit like thymus and beta four with that little fragment that may may or may not be a bioregulator. Mm. Thymus and alpha one that has embedded in it. The, the bioregulator sequence. And here you have the extract of the gland that has within it the bioregulator sequence that's now been isolated. Mm. So you just don't need as much because you don't have all that other stuff around yeah. it. So I guess- and, and yeah. just little, to finish again, if people, they say, no, but now if I take 10, it's overdosing. No, listen, 10 milligrams of the pure was used for decades. Yeah. And no, nothing happened. So don't worry if you go now that the known dosage is 0.1 and if you take one milligram, it's going to be totally safe because for literally two decades, we used 10 milligrams. 10 milligrams. Which is 100, what is it, 100, 1,000 times? Like it's crazy. Uh, 100 times, 100 times uh, the, 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 what was needed. You know, just to bring back this, the bioregulator dosing discussion, I think mm. it's important to talk about that. And finally, the last thing we're going to talk about today is this is a question that comes up a lot in the group and it's very controversial. And it is, if I mix more than one peptide in one vial or in one syringe, people are, there are still people out there saying, no, 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 you can't do that because you're going to get 
you know, you're going to get interaction between the peptides and they're going to rearrange the sequences. And then you don't know what you have. You have some kind of Frankenstein, Frankenstein. Peptides. Okay. I, I'm going to make that one very short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Peptides don't have polarities. You know, you don't have a peptide with a plus hanging somewhere or a minus that would make them interact somewhere at one point. They don't. So they they cannot, even if they wanted, they cannot interact between themselves. You can mix. Last time I took 17 bioregulators in one shot, you know, and in a 10 ml. That sounds unpleasant. Well, it's, it, it was, it's, yeah, it's a bit, stinks a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I was traveling, so I was like, well, I, you know, and so every day it was like, okay. And, uh, and no problem, they don't mix. And that's what I've been saying for a long time. But after having conversation with a couple of, well, my biochemist here and a biochemist in Marseille in France, it turns out that, yes, they can interact in some instances. If. And that instance is if you're working with poor quality peptides, then part of the, that's not an impurity, but part of the, well, it wasn't that well made. Mm -hmm. Then you may find uh, charges on the peptides or on the byproduct that are floating around that were not well filtered. Mm -hmm. And then you could see interactions. Okay. Hence the importance of having quality peptides, the mm-hmm. source, you know, everything. And and just to add, so if there are people around saying that they do interact because they've seen it, well, that's probably because they were using poor quality peptides. Whether they knew it or not. Yeah. yeah. So it's all about, it's all in the synthesis, uh, the proper synthesis of the yeah. molecule. Okay. Well, that's, um, I think that's a good point to end on. And I think, you know, it's always worth reminding people that, you know, it's always so tempting to people to say, I found a supplier that sells it for a fraction. And, you know, I think that in as much as we're, again, not recommending that anybody go out and do this stuff unsupervised without medical oversight and talking to your physician, you probably should never do that. But know that it is so important to know, like this is, talk about a blind item, right? Like you have that you get this tiny little itty bitty vial with a little teeny bit of powder in there. Like there's no way of knowing what's in that vial unless you're going to spend hundreds of dollars to send it Mm. to to a lab and have it analyzed, which, you know what, if you want to buy the $6 vial from wherever, and you want to go to the trouble of doing that, then knock yourself out. But understanding that the consequences of not, of not knowing exactly what you're using, frankly, are not known. And, it's a and wild that, card. That, that's the human mind because the same people won't have trouble buying those cheap peptides. Many of them will be in the same crowd that no uh, anti-vaccines, not the new ones, not the COVID before, mm-hmm. because they they found there are traces of aluminum, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you're against that because against one shot given in your lifetime with a minute amount of aluminum and you acknowledge that 
could be damageful, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then you turn around and you <laughs> buy another product which will shoot at much higher dosage in all aspects days after days. Mm -hmm. And that's not a problem because it's cheaper. So, you know, think, think about that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be consistent in your thinking a little bit. So yeah. anyway, so I think that, you know, and, and it's not not to scare people, but just know who you're dealing with and be confident that they not only will know what they're doing, but because I don't I don't for one minute think people don't know what they're doing. It's a question of whether they've got all the right measures in place and they're checking, double checking and triple checking their work to make sure that what ends up in that vial is what's supposed to be there and nothing more and nothing less. So is there anything else that you'd like to add, sir? Anything no, no, no. Uh, I'm very thankful for, you know, my uh, being able to participate on your Facebook group and all that. So I'm learning stuff there too. Don't think that I just like, I, I read every day and I say, oh, look at this. Well, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> and and yeah. I, I have no problem. You know, you saw giving credit where credit is due. That guy is just, I don't know his name. I, I, some people, they, he started a group in Europe where they test uh, local. Oh, uh, you know what? I'll find the name. We'll find the name and we'll put it in the show notes. We'll give him credit. Well, uh, not, is I it don't think that's no, 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 no. It is in Germany. Okay. Uh, of course, on Reddit. And I asked him, you know, no, no, he said, because before I came out, I said, look, you're the one who mentioned it. And, you know, I want to quote you. And he said, no, no, don't worry about it. But he did. So even if his real name doesn't pop out, some people will know. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's the one. It is not the first one. Because it's funny, because there are other people in groups that you know there is the epitalon group and all that right and you would see sometimes they would raise the question that <laughs> oh but slammed down <laughs> no not at all but they were not so sure you know it's right. like almost a religion no 10 milligrams that it was ah maybe i'm wrong yeah well they didn't you know, have the confidence they yeah yeah confidence but hey they were right yeah yeah. Straight up. Well, and I think it's a good place to end is, uh, you know, don't be afraid to question. Like yeah. at the end of the day, this is science and it's new science. And it's, and I think that, you know, you're grateful to be in the group to learn. We're grateful in yeah. the group to have you. And I think that what, you know, especially in an area like this, where there's so much that's unknown, where we learn a lot from is from each other and from being open to the experiences that other people have. And, you know, I learned very early in the game in that group that I never say never. Because when I say I learn, sometimes it looks, it doesn't show, but some people will ask a question. Yeah. And it's going to make sometimes a day or two to answer because I don't know. Yeah. So it, it forces me to look it up, do the research, and then, and then I give the answer. So, Hopefully, I, I I give the the right answer, but at the same time, that's why I say I'm learning because hey, good question. I, I don't know. So, yeah. except mean, it's not direct, so I, I don't go through that phase where I say I don't know. I just two days after I come up with the right answer. We all have to be willing to take a step back and say, hmm. Like I will either say I don't know, or I'll do the research, and if I can't find it, I'll come back and say I don't know, <laughs> and, yeah, and try to find, find someone who does. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, Jean-François, well, thank you so much. I would ask you to tell people where they can find you, but I don't think that's a good idea because you're a tough, you're a busy guy. You're running around all the time. You're, I mean, we were recording this on a Saturday because you're going to be traveling overseas again. Last week, I was an hour away from the Russian border. Yeah. No, in other circumstances, I would have crossed. I was like For six sure. hours from uh, Kevinson's uh, place by car. Yeah. Yeah, but, but this time I said, oh, okay. That, maybe not that, a good that. idea. Yeah. <laughs> so I also don't, I'm not sure you would have been able to cross that border. So be that as it may, I don't know, you know, definitely in the group, in the Optimizing Superhuman Performance group, you can often find Jean-Francois there when he's available. He's not, you know, he's not always around to, to answer questions, but he does his best. We're very lucky. Many times what I do is like, let's say you give an answer or somebody else give an answer and yeah. This is it. Yeah, I, I won't jump in. I, I will put a like. You put a on like on it. Yeah. Like, so you know that I saw it, and it's all good. For 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 people uh, who value my expertise. Well, I think it's almost like we need to get a little certified by JFT. Um, little badge. <laughs> yeah, like, like the, a little, the can like. lab heart. So anyway, so if you're a practitioner or medical doctor and you do want to access some of can labs product, you're not alone. You would be able to go to cablabsciences.com. And we do have a group discount code for the group, which is OSP15. But other than that, Everybody else, guys, make, you know, and we can always point you to different practitioners if you need it. Like it's it's now a growing list of medical doctors and practitioners who are working with these peptides. So it's it's a it's an exciting time and it's an exciting field. So thank you so much for being here, Jean-Francois. Have an amazing rest of the day and always a pleasure to have you. Likewise. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly, or if you'd like to leave any comments, or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, natnidham.com. And of course, if you're not already a member of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Community on Facebook, that's where you'll find me every day. It's a short application, just answered a couple of questions and you're in and interfacing with other amazing biohackers. Thanks again, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode.